yeah, so as I've said, happy Thanksgiving. I guess that's what we call it, happy, thank, happy, you know. But I hope it's a great time for you with, your, with whoever in your bubble that you're with this weekend and that you can just enjoy yourselves thoroughly. And I hope you are able to actually take time. Another confession, I have had Thanksgiving weekends where I haven't even taken time to be thankful. <laughs> like, and that's bizarre, right? And that's just not the way it should be. But I hope you're able to have time with a friend, a relative, or a family member where you can just share about what you're thankful with. Even just one thing that you can bounce back and forth with each other. And I think it's a good thing for our nation to have that one day a year, or one weekend, where it, the focus is on gratitude, is on thankfulness. Because I think it's so important. So one of the things I have... a a penchant for hankering for are the spiritual, what's called the spiritual disciplines or the spiritual practices. And not all of them, but the one that I found that really speaks to me is the one that's called the daily examine. And uh, what that is, it's simply looking back at your day. It's a review with Jesus. You bring Jesus into it. It's a prayer time where you bring Jesus into it and just review your day. And you look at where you know, you may have encountered God's presence or God's movement in your life, not notice it at the time, but as you pray and let Jesus point to you those areas, brings to light those areas of how you've encountered. Also areas where maybe you missed it, or maybe the way you spoke to someone or whatever you did, it wasn't leaning into that place of freedom or life that Jesus calls us to. It takes about 10, 15 minutes. And so I start my day with that. And it's just, uh, for me, it just, it's just right. It's just right. And I practice that. Now I use an app to do it. And uh, what I like, appreciate about the app, there's probably like 20, 30 different categories of ways of entering into this whole time of daily examine. But with each category, right near the beginning, there is one section where it says just to spend a few moments in gratitude, thanking God for one or two small gifts that God has given to you in the past day. And that has been so enriching for me to be able to do that, to take that two, three minutes and just look at the blessings in my day. And I have found there, there are times in doing that that it actually has the power to set the tone for the rest of the day. That's what I love about it. And I am so diligent in wanting to do that. Because before what I used to do is I'd go on my phone and check the news. Bad. <laughs> that's not gonna, that's, that'll set the tone for the day as well. And not in a good way. But this, so life-giving and so enriching, and I'm speaking of this two minutes of just, God, where, where are the blessings that I've had today? Where are the gifts? And just to be able to thank God for that, to have that, show that gratitude. So simple, so easy. And to do the practice once is great. It's good to do that. But there's something about when you do it, when you, when you discipline yourself to do it every day, it then becomes a habit and then eventually, what I've noticed in my own life is that it has the power to change within your heart, within your very being, how you see the world, how you see life. And I just, I have found it just so 
powerful. And it's not, it's not anything I've read. It's not like I go on a website, of, a gratitude website or anything like that. It's just something I have learned in practicing it. And the whole thing of, you know, this whole thing of gratitude is so, it's a powerful, powerful thing. And as I was thinking about this this week, what I came to realize is this, is that thankfulness is a part of the ethos of God's kingdom. In other words, there's something within the kingdom of God that is this call to express thanks. And you see that in our worship, this call to give thanks to God for what God has done, God is doing, what God is going to do. And just this something that comes out of your heart. And when you look at scripture, when you look through the Bible, you come to realize this whole calling to thankfulness, gratitude, the scripture is replete with it, meaning it's jam-packed. It's scattered all over from the old all the way to into the new and down to Revelation. Like it's all there, this, this attitude of thankfulness. You consider the Israelites when they, were, when they were fleeing Egypt, when God had rescued them as slaves from Egypt. And one of the things they were called to do is to give offerings of thanksgiving or sacrifices of thanksgiving to God. And it was an expression of their love to God, not for particular things per se, but the fact that God was, was with them, is with them, and will be with them on their journey. There was this expression to go, always continually go out of thankfulness to God. You see that there. Psalms is scattered. Just you see this scattering of uh, gr- gratitude and thankfulness. Um, psalm 116 is a beautiful psalm, but it's bookended with giving thanks to God, both on, as it starts and as it ends. There's thankful, thankfulness there. And probably what I would call the, the pinnacle of, or the summit of, of all the psalms is Psalm 136. Twelve times the writer says, give thanks to God or give thanks to the Lord, and here's why. And it's just, it's just there's something beautiful about that. It's a call to worship. And then you go into the New Testament and you have Saul. And not Saul of the Old Testament, I'm talking about Saul of the New Testament. Because here's a guy who was an elite Jewish academic religious leader among the Jewish people. He was a Pharisee, person who was in so control of himself, so knew the direction he wanted to go, and so certain of everything until he encountered Jesus. And all that got, his wagon got turned upside down and everything scattered. And everything changed for Saul, including his name. Because Saul became Paul. And what's interesting, here's this elite, religious, well-respected leader who now has been called by the church as an apostle. They see Paul as an apostle. But in his letters, Paul identifies himself not only as an apostle, but as a slave of Jesus Christ. So here's, here's someone who's in control, who was in control of their life, who was of the elites, who now takes on, no, I serve Jesus, and considers himself a slave of Jesus. 
And he has the responsibility to, he planted a number of churches throughout Asia Minor, but as an apostle, he has the calling to address issues and where there's problems to point out correction there for any problems. And the thing is, you know that wherever there's people, there's going to be issues, right? It's true. doesn't matter what employment, what organization, what family, what church. If there's people, there's issues that have to be addressed from time to time, right? It's just the reality. If you find a church where there's no problems, don't go to it because you'll mess it up, right? Just kidding about that. But, well, not really. And Paul had to address that. One of the trademarks of Paul's letters, which I think is beautiful, as, as messed up as some of the churches were or seemed to be, Paul would bookend his letters with praising the people, blessing them, and thanking them for their partnership in spreading the good news. He did this all the time. He was so pleased with them, so thankful that they walked with him. And he saw them as partners and blessed them. And it's just, it's just beautiful, this, what comes out of Paul. And in fact, for Paul, it seems like uh, thankfulness goes part and parcel with being a follower. And I would say, Paul would, I think Paul would say, thankfulness is actually what it means to be a real human being. It's what we were designed for, what we were called to do. And so one day, Paul and Timothy, and by the way, so a lot of those letters we say are from Paul. Actually, a lot of those letters are not just from Paul, (laughs) right? Because there was one day that Paul and Timothy, they sat down to write a letter to the church in Coloss. And it's called, the letter, the letter is called Colossians. And these two guys, now I think it was more Paul than it was Timothy, don't have proof about that, but these two guys have the, the ability to distill and paint this very clear picture of what a follower looks like in their letter to the Colossians. And I want you to listen to the words of Scripture. I just want you to listen to the words Paul uses here and the picture he paints of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And so Paul starts here. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Full stop here, (laughs) okay? How did we, as followers of Jesus, miss this the last couple years? How did we do that? (laughs) Like, really? There's Paul's words. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And above all, clothe yourselves with love. 
Above all, anything else, clothe yourselves with love which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts for as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. And he goes on, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. What a beautiful picture uh, Paul calls us to. Wow. Powerful. And, but I just love how he, Paul and Timothy were able to distill that in just a few short sentences. So impressed with that. So just so pleased that the Holy Spirit just you know, call that a download. What a beautiful download that was. But you notice in there, three times Paul talks about this posture of thankfulness, this of thanksgiving, of living our lives from that. Three times you see that in just that short passage. Now, this call that Paul makes to be a thank-filled people has Paul writing in one of his other letters Words that have been, at times, taken too far. Meaning, you know, sometimes, you know, we want to be, we want to read scripture, like, literally, but sometimes you can take that too far and, and misconstrue what actually the writer was trying to say here. And in this, where I'm going to take you in the next letter, the reason it gets just taken out a bit is because we forget that thankfulness is actually an act of love and worship to God. That's what it is. When we thank other people for what they've done, it's, it's an expression of love towards them for that. It's like a grace they have given us and we thank them for that. It's an expression of love. And when we forget that, when it comes to this next passage, we are prone to go sideways in our interpretation a little bit. So this is the first letter that Paul, Silas, and Timothy wrote. <laughs> three of them, three guys. And, uh, and it's to the church in Thessalonica. And they have some very final instructions right near the end they want to give to the church. And they say this, always be joyful, never stop praying. And I think by that, it's, our life should be a, a life of prayer. It's, it, our life is a prayer to God, is what it should be. And then they say these words here. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. He belonged to Christ Jesus. So that, that little phrase, be thankful in all circumstances. I can tell you right off the start that if I bang off a list of circumstances that I, some of the circumstances I've had in my life, there, I, there are circumstances there I'd never want to do a repeat ever again, right? And so the question becomes, is Paul asking me to be thankful for those circumstances? And as I read Paul's letters, as I understand Paul, as I understand Jesus, I wouldn't want to do a repeat for that circumstance. I wouldn't want to go through that because the circumstance is good. Um, 
because the circumstance wasn't good. And Paul is not thanking. Paul went through a lot of suffering. Like my suffering pales in comparison to what Paul went through. You just read Acts, read some of his letters, read 2 Corinthians, his second letter to the Corinthians. And Paul went through some pain, heavy pain. And he wasn't thankful for the pain. What was he thankful for? For Paul, this oneness that he had with Jesus, this love, he would, that song that we sang today about God being so good, being known as a friend, as a father, that song we sang, Paul would have sang that song because that is how he knew Jesus when he was here on earth. That's how he knew Jesus. That's how he knew Jesus. And for, so for Paul, that's what drove him, that this life, having this life with Jesus, that's what drove him to plant churches. It wasn't to amass churches. It wasn't, that, it wasn't to build an organization. He wanted people to know the good news of this God who loves you at your worst. Because Paul had experienced that himself. At his very worst, Jesus confronted him in love and forgave him. And Paul wanted to give that, give that good news to other people. That's what drove Paul to do what he did. And Paul, what you see in Paul's letters is that, yes, he went through some very difficult times. He was in prison for crying out loud, right? He got like pummeled, physically pummeled at one point. Almost to the point where it says that he was, should have been dead. So who knows what he looked like. He went through difficult trials inside and outside of the church. Like it was inside as well. Went through some hard times. So you have to ask, so what was it all about? What you read in some of this, Paul was willing to go through any of that because when he... When people in Thessalonica, when they came to become followers of Jesus, same in Rome, same in Colossus, same in Philippi, and, and other churches, and other cities. For that, if, if people can encounter the Jesus Paul encountered, Paul was like, it's, it's worth it. And so Paul always had this expression, and the expression of love, it was like flowed from the kingdom into Paul and from Paul back out to God, right? Always thankful. And he didn't allow circumstances to dictate when he was going to be thankful. And we'll, we'll talk about more of that later, not today. We'll, but we'll talk about more of that later, about how sometimes these circumstances can, we fluctuate, like we vacillate up and down all over the place. Was I thankful when, I, when just before I turned four, I got hit by a car? And severely, severely injured. I was like in the hospital for six weeks. No, not at all. I thank God I don't remember any of it, like the actual accident itself. But what I am thankful for is how God revealed himself in that to my family, to me, through ambulance attendants, doctors, nurses, um, churches, uh, family, uh, friends, uh, people we didn't even know who were praying for, for me. That I'm thankful for, hugely thankful. That in that circumstance, here was God. That I am so very thankful. And I get to take time every day to look back the last 24 hours, sit with Jesus, and to look at the things I can be grateful for. I get to do that every day. I'm so thankful. Now there's one that we can, it's fine for us to talk about this, 
But if we talk and don't do it, what good is that, right? What good is that? I want us to do just a little practice of gratitude today. I've called it, thank you, Lord. And I want you to join with me on this. So if you're sitting in your living room or rec room, if there's other family members, that's okay. Do it as a family. If you're by yourself, perfect. Just, we're just going to take just a few minutes, three, four minutes, that's it. And then I'll close us off in prayer, okay? So let's do this. I just want to invite God's presence right now, his Holy Spirit, into wherever you are, where if you're listening to this, that you'll just sense the presence of God. If you're in your home, that you'll sense the presence of God that you'll just be able to receive. And so we say, Holy Spirit, would you come right now? We thank you, as David said in his psalm, wherever we go, you are there. You are there. Go to the highest mountain, you are there. Lowest valley, you are there. And so, Father God, we just pray right now that your presence would be known for people. Lord, we set all distractions aside and we set our focus on you. So right now, just quiet yourself. Quiet that inner hamster wheel that goes. Just quiet, slow it down. Let's sit still and let's just ask God. And Lord, we do ask you, just come and reveal in a special way today all the blessings. So just ask the Father to reveal all the blessings in your life. Big ones, small ones, whatever they are. And then I want you to ask yourself, what is it you are most grateful for right now? doesn't matter. It could be a place. could be a person. could be a thing. Whatever. What stands out for you right now? The thing you are most grateful for. What fills you with joy and gratitude? Name this gift before God. It's just something you can say is, Lord, I am so grateful for your gift to me of. Just repeat that a few times. Lord, I am so grateful for your gift of. Let it sink deep into you. Relish this gift. Sit with it. Let it marinate in you. This gift that is that you have received, that you have, that you are you just want to express your love to God for. See it in your mind. Sit there and be filled with God's love for you, for giving you this gift. And all the while, I want you to say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Just stay with this for a moment and, well, and let the, all the good feelings just well up within you. And again, th- just thank the Lord for this gift. And now on a more lighter note, just let, one by one, let, watch as in random order, as big and small gifts just go through your mind, what you're thankful for, all the different things in your life that you've been blessed with, that have come from the Lord's good hand.
because the Lord cares for you. The Lord is your friend. The Lord is your savior. The Lord is the one who provides. God is your Jehovah Jireh. Just one by one, thank God for the gifts. Big, small, whatever they are, just let them come. Just like they're just like just raindrops falling down, these different gifts. Just thank God for this gift and this one and this one. Just spend some time. And after each one, just be saying, thank you, Lord, for this gift. Thank you, Lord, for that gift. Thank you, Father, for giving me this. Thank you, Father, for your whatever it could be. Just spend some time doing that. Let me close us off in prayer. Father, Lord, I just want to thank you for the goodness of your love. I thank you for people down through thousands of years back who have been faithful to record their encounters with you so that, Lord, for us today, we have an account of your faithfulness to provide for us, to give to us what we need, to lead us, to watch over us, to be our fortress, our protection, our shield. We thank you for that, Jesus. We thank you that you are always faithful. Lord, I thank you for what you revealed to me, which was what I was really thankful for was sitting in my office and looking out the window and seeing this beautiful tree just going to nice gold colors. And you're such a beautiful artist, Jesus. You're such a beautiful artist, Father. Your creation does declare your magnificence, your beauty, your wonder, your amazing God. And so, Father, we come to, we come to you as your followers. And Lord, we say, Father, continue to shape our hearts to be hearts that are thankful. Thankful for you, what you give, but thankful for one another. Thank you for the people that are in our lives. Thank you for whoever we set eyes on to be thankful. And so, Holy Spirit, we just ask you to come right now. Go with us throughout our day, throughout our week. And Lord, again, we say, thank you, Lord. Amen. You guys have a great weekend. Bless you.